As footsteps on rice paper, so flow the days of our months. Hey, I'm Candice. I'm playing Chiom Koga, a water genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style. I'm Nick. My character is Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless. I'm Walker. I'm playing Bron Wilberkins, a Goliath monk who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School. And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, the highest ranked students at the three surviving schools met to find peace or settle their differences one way or the other. Their deliberations were interrupted, however, by the arrival of a tremendous flying ship on board a mysterious figure. Its purpose? Chiom, Enzo, and Braun were given the dubious honor of an invitation. An invitation to a tournament of martial arts like no other. Beyond the skies, between the plains, they would battle not for gold or glory, but for the fate of their entire world. With only a brief stop to say their farewells to the students they would leave behind, our three heroes, and Chiom's luggage, boarded the mighty vessel and began their journey to victory or oblivion. Um, there are a, there's a crowd of people who do not look like they belong to the ship's crew uh, up towards the bow, and there's the captain in the Mind Flayer towards the stern. Uh, a orc comes up to the three of you and hands each of you a crude wooden key with a number on it and gestures to some stairs going down and goes back about his business. Excellent. I assume that these are leading us to our rooms, and I assume that you will want assistance bringing your luggage down. If you insist. She just goes <laughs> <laughs> to her room. That sounded like she does not need help. I will allow her to be strong and independent, and I will not get in the way of that. I will make friends instead. Not seeing everything that I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if it's getting on my nerves or if I'm really, really, really like. Uh, Chiom is gonna get her luggage into her room and start settling in. Uh, so that's pretty much your evening, cause uh, that's that's a lot of luggage. Your room is large enough to hold your luggage. To be fair, at least like four, at least four to five of those uh, suitcases are just clothing. Oh, I, I figure probably more than that. Yeah. Well, she also has one that's okay just to, like, tea ceremony stuff, and, like, the one that has, like, her sleeping stuff, and, you know. Well, and, and your writing sets. Her and, calligraphy. Yeah. yeah, her calligraphy yeah. and art stuff. Like, there's... <laughs> calligraphy, your whetstones, and your tools for maintaining your weapons, her, and your her weapons. Her zen stuff, where it has, like, little, like, portable zen garden. Or board. Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, the sand and the tools for manipulating sand, mm -hmm. so you could set up a zen garden any place. Of course, the stones you had to put in the middle of the zen garden. Uh, there's the bamboo waterfall yep, the, uh, with the, the buckets of water because it's got to be the right water to go into the... Yeah. So, uh, and water's heavy. Water it is, is heavy. So, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you have a fancy Japanese tea house packed in 16 giant steamer trunks 
And the giant steamer trunks fit in your room. So there, there is barely room for you in the room along with your now 16 cases, but it fits. It would have been a nice room to stay in. Oh no, it's fine. She's very small. <laughs> you, you, you can tuck yourself into the space left around the bed. It's all good. Ron! Yes! You, you, you got the ship. Oh, Strong, oh, independent woman putting her, her, her magically multiplying luggage away. <laughs> you said there was a group of what looks like people who don't fit in with the crew? Yeah. I go up to them and say, Greetings, new friends! There are a good 20 folks at the front. A, a mix of races and genders and appearances. Um, but all of them in a fairly... Uh, they're all practitioners. You can just tell by their signatures and their stance. Open the group up. Someone hands you a uh, cup of tea. Says, Greetings. Uh, welcome to the transport to the tournament. Greetings, friends. You may all relax for as long as Braun is here. You shall not take a sip. What is this? Uh, this is the tea they're providing us for the journey. Tea? Is that not a letter? Uh... It, it is. It is also a beverage. I've never had this. You, you, and and you get some looks, and a half orc steps up from the back of the room. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you have never once had tea. <laughs> no, I have not. This is some strange foreign beverage. Yeah, <laughs> no. What? What? You you've never had tea? No, of course not. What is? Oh, this must be common where you where, where your homelands are. They all look at each other for a moment, and you can tell there. There's a group of three of you from this world. These people are not all from one place. They 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 have come from a wide variety of different places, countries, nations, worlds, and all of them, all of them, look down at the tea that they're holding. Look at you, and you realize you're the only person in this group who has never had tea. Yeah. Surely you must be joshing me. I'm, I'm not the only one who has who is only trying this for the first time today. Kind of rotund, halfling woman uh, standing just beneath you. What 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 do you drink? Well, typically water, alcohol, followed by more water, more alcohol. She just kind of shudders, sips her tea, and uh... Ooh, occasionally butter. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Butter's a beverage? To you? Yes, you set it outside for a few minutes in the bucket, then it becomes beverage. A gnome heaves over the side. <laughs> just <laughs> loses loses his lunch. He was he was he was holding it in because the tea was calming his stomach because the, the ship's got a little bit of motion to it. But nah, uh, the the the, the butter chug finished him. <laughs> You're you're hoping you're you're out from over the town by this point in time because oh yeah dear. Uh, you you are just he 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 hit a farm Whew. all right and there's, keeps, more, there's worse things down there already keeps hitting the farm for a minute it's amazing <laughs> he's got a lot of capacity for a gnome this must be a record good on you friend there must be a competition for that somewhere I'm sure you'd kill at it and so yes. Uh, where would you like to move to on this uh, magical wonder journey butter chug thing? 
away from the butter chuck. <laughs> I'd like to meet the captain of this vessel. Okay. And give him my thanks for transporting us safely. So you head to the stern, and as you get closer, you see in the the captain has the highest uh, pirate fashion on, giant coat, giant boots, big hat with a big fluffy feather, uh, and as you get close enough to see past the clothing, uh, that is a succubus at the wheel. Who looks at you and nods as you come up onto the, the, the poop deck and... He's just going to say, <clears throat> Ahoy, Minty! <laughs> <laughs> this your traditional greeting, is not. She holds it together for like five seconds. Starts to nod and then just busts. Starts laughing. Like, um, that's how we can come to speak after time. But don't force it. You'll be talking like a pirate in no time. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, you you go with your bad self. R. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Captain Melinda. I will be seeing you through the uh, difficult journey to the Outer Plane. You say it will be difficult. It is usually difficult. Sometimes it's impossible, but we have good wins. Impossible, you say? There is a chance of failure, then? Well, there's always a chance of failure. Might you mean catastrophic failure? At the moment, we're a hundred feet in the air. If something were to happen to change that, like make us suddenly less than that, down to, say, zero, catastrophic would be the best possible result. He's grown visibly nervous. But that's okay. As long as the world doesn't notice we're doing this and reassert its giant hug of gravity, we're fine. I can be very persuasive when it comes to these things. I will... Leave it in your capable hands. I'm going to go hide in my cabin and contemplate what happens after we die. I can help you out with that if you'd like any definitive answer. <clears throat> Excuse me? I am a succubus. If you'd like some place to go after you die, I can arrange that. I, uh, that, uh, well, <clears throat> <clears throat> The most polite go to hell I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I must respectfully decline. You, you know, it's going to be a long trip. You go have your contemplations and meditations. I understand you people are all into that. But if you'd ever like to, you know, pass the time a little bit more excitingly after we get properly embarked, why don't you come on down to my cabin and talk like a pirate to me some more? <laughs> He's going to go entirely red. <laughs> but uh, uh, subconsciously, some part of him that he has suppressed for a long time casts thaumaturgy just to make his tattoos dance a little excitedly. It's like Maui from Moana. Little, <laughs> little <big tattoos laughs> nice. You just see a little face pop up above the rope and just wink and duck back down. <laughs> this little dragon just pokes up. Wink. 
juice smile. <laughs> give me a perception roll as you move off. Perception? Yeah. Okay. See if you hear something on your way back. I'm way downstairs. Seven. Just just barely. Because as she's as you're going down the stairs, she turns to the mind flare and says, I bet you a gold piece is other dragon winks to me before the end of the ship. <laughs> So you go down, your your cabin is spartan, but very comfortable. Very nice. It's not the most comfortable bed on the ship, but well, you've been invited to that, so. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start playing his Pipes of Illusion again, just to entertain himself. But he's just going to keep finding that the illusions keep turning into the captain. Yeah, yeah. So, succubus, she kind of has a way of getting in there. I thought that was a good incubus. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ron, you are on deck, and uh, there's about 20 monks up here. Mm-hmm. They, they introduce themselves to you. Uh, I'm not going to give you all the names at the moment, because uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be retaining it at the moment anyway. Indeed. I'm um, too confused by this delicious beverage. Um, well, they, they, the, the tea just keeps coming. There is a big pitcher of it on a table towards the front of the ship, and uh, they just keep pouring it, and it doesn't seem to ever run out. Um, and there are little biscuits that go with it. Oh. And cookies. They're really, really small, but again, they never run out. So by the time you've eaten 50 of them, you realize you've eaten 50 of them. <laughs> this is fantastic. Wash the cookie down with some tea. Which is perfect for it for some reason. Those, those <laughs> cookies and that tea seem made for each other. Another set of bells go off, but... Those bells are haunting. They are, uh, they echo in an ethereal manner, and everyone can hear those throughout the entire ship. Um, but the, the rest of the monks start gathering up the teacups and putting them back on the table. We probably need to get back down to our cabins. They're about to take us off plane again. Oh. At the risk of sounding dumb, would this be a bad time for me to pose out on the bow of the ship? Like a secondary, much more gorgeous figurehead. Probably, but, you know, if you feel like it, knock yourself out. Uh, we were told that it'd be bad for us to see everything that we're about to see. And, uh, well, we had another person here who did decide to stay out, you know, not trusting a succubus and everything. And, uh, well... He may recover sometime. He's still kind of gibbering in his cabin. Huh. I should make friends with him before this evening is up. Oh, be careful. Uh, the third ear on the left, we think that's his first one. Um, but don't listen to anything the lower six mouths say. Oh, do not worry. I shall not mention his deformities. Okay. But I will take this tea down to my room. This... <clears throat> the maker of this tea, you said he is gray? Is this Earl you speak of a Goliath like me? Um, no, no, he's just very, very gray. Huh. Uh, did, well, he might, I, I don't think, he doesn't have, he actually have any features. An unusual beverage made by an unusual man. So mysterious. It's, it's, you know, 
The rest of them, most of them are, 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 are just humoring you. The, the little hobbit lady's like, it's tea! For God's sake, it's just tea! It's, it's the, it's the second most common beverage in any, it's, it's tea! Of course, of course. I believe you. I will return to my, to my accommodations now. So, uh, those of you in your rooms can hear the footsteps of folks coming down and moving in the hallways outside, shuffling into the rooms. Um, they point you to one of the rooms in the far front. It's not like the other rooms. It's really heavily... There's like extra locks on the outside of it and a, uh, a window mounted with a shutter over it. And that's that's the, the guy who stayed outside. Um, not a great conversationalist. I will greet him after I've become settled in. You get to your room and a nice, simple, Spartan, comfortable writing desk, uh, chair, bed, magical chamber pot. Huh. Excellent. I've drank I've drank a lot of tea. It's about time that Chinya uh, discovers her magical chamber pot because you have to sort through. Oh yeah. Things. I've and... gotten my shelves installed now. I have um, installed a pulley system so that I can pull the bed up to uh, fit into the wall. Now. Yes. Got your, um, you've got your wall room. hangings up. Yeah, it is now looking like a home. Okay. As it should, I can. I now have my um, my was it was it kotatsu table? The, the one the, the heated table thing. It's mm-hmm. ready for guests to come by if they should. If they and, and the little stone path between all the the, exactly. the trunks to the door. Yeah, with like the the flowers and stuff that I brought with me in in the sixteenth of yes. the. Uh, the um, trunks that lines the walk path there. The bonsai plant on the writing desk. Yeah, yeah and the my little uh, bamboo water water trap. The waterfall traveling through the room, <laughs> tipping over the bamboo every so often. Exactly, like that. Like like it's like Kill Bill. Yeah. One, oh. That so that same thing. Yes, very much her aesthetic. Yeah. And she she sets up her sleeping thing which is just a mat with a um uh it's like this little rest that you rest the back of your neck on and you just sleep like that straight face up i i love this so much already (laughs) um the the haunting bell rings again three times and the whole ship, everything just kind of goes 90 degrees to the right really fast. No! <laughs> <laughs> the entire ship hears that, by the way. <laughs> uh, most of you were uh, <clears throat> sitting down or getting your bearings, so in the room it's... It turns 90 degrees to the left, and it doesn't all at the same time. It's a turn in a direction that you're just not used to experiencing. Your stomach lurches, and yeah, the most of your stuff stays in place. Okay. The bonsai plant falls over for some reason. That is that is what that is what made her scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and. <laughs> And uh, until you realize the ship does not catastrophically drop out of the sky. And and after which 
Everything gets this smoothness that the ship did not have before. It had a little rocking motion, uh, you could almost... But now it's just still, steady. There's a slight feeling of movement, but it's odd. It's not like movement you've experienced before. It's all very gliding. It's like you're walking, Uchiha, but it's not... You're not walking, it's the ship floating and gliding ahead. And you have acquainted yourself with your room, Braun. Excellent. It is time for me to make friends. But first I should check up on my pre-existing friends. Okay. You hear pipe music from one room uh, next to yours. The three keys were numbered concurrently, so on either side of you, there are... Well, you, you heard that no from... I should make sure she's okay. I exit my room. A, a, a loud pounding knock on, on Chio's door as, as, as you get the bonsai plant right in. Perfectly in its place. Its boughs are now fluffed back to where they should be. Very calmly turn. I open the door. Oh, thank goodness. I was afraid something had happened to you. Something terrible did happen, but not to me. To who? I step aside and gesture to the bonsai. Which, as you see, like, like as, as you see, there's, like, one, she just fluffed it up, but there's, like, this one little bow that had broken, and it just kind of, like, like sadly, like, wiggles, and then falls off. My goodness! Who shrunk your tree? What? No. It is a casualty, to be sure. Does anyone know to spell magic? It's... Wait, no, this is the worst place to do that. We must get it above deck first. No. Uh, Enzo absolutely hears. Does anyone know to spell magic on the middle in the middle of the magic boat? <laughs> <laughs> Two doors down from you, it's it's not quiet. He's gonna flying kick open the door. <laughs> <laughs> you dare! <laughs> it was you. You shrunk her tree. Chio has dramatically draped herself over the, the, the heating table. Marriage dance on the stress out going, It was a casualty. My bonsai. His name is Sunny. Sunny Bono. <laughs> she like just turns away dramatically. I gesture to the bonsai and go, Explain! Boy, he tiny lost, little tree. He lost a limb. Tiny tree. Which was exactly your plan, was it not? What? Do you need the tree disposed of? No! One shall not dispose <laughs> of one's love. What kind of monster would shrink a tree? He is not shrunk. He is merely broken. Like all of us inside. One single tear wells up in the one eye you guys can see. And just hovers on the edge there, teetering on the brink before dropping down her cheek. And it just sparkles as it falls off the side of the ship. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and there is no missing that. There, there is no somehow. It is the least subtle teardrop ever. It's you know you even glance in her direction, and the light in the room is demonstrating that there is a teardrop streaming down from the eye, glistening in the faint light, the a, way it shouldn't in the faint light. A prismatic rainbow reflected off of this one drop of water. And and somewhere, there's two notes on a stringed instrument you cannot identify. For no reason, you can't find it. <laughs> there's just a goblin in the corner with her lute. 
So, your tree is not shrunken? No, he's a bonsai. Bonsai tree. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, I know what that is. Give me a deception <laughs> roll. That is going to be a grand total of two. Um, so Chio can take some joy in the fact that the jester has managed to make the least convincing statement you may ever have heard. Enzo, deep inside you, your high charisma tiefling genes are wounded to the core. <laughs> Because someone has just taken the weapon that is linguistic deception and just painted dicks all over it. It's... <laughs> but, but suddenly you understand how much it must hurt to have your bonsai be damaged. It's going to come up and dramatically like wipe the tear from her face. I know your pain. Thank you. And as you get close, you smell fresh rain. There's just going to be a faint rumbling of thunder, thaumaturgy. <laughs> she'll she'll brush her, her the back of her fingers against your cheek like, Thank you, kind soul. Will you two join me and console me in my pain and grief? It would be my pleasure. Some jasmine tea. Oh, sand. I love sitting in sand. What? Once more, break out the pipes of illusion. <laughs> She said, would you like to join me for some jasmine tea? Yes. Okay. Did sure. you not have the decorative sand thing that they have to, like, rake? Oh, it's, it's small. It's like a poor one that you put, like, on a desk. Ah. I, he I, could I, not sit here. He'd get, like, maybe one butt cheek in it. Ah, I see. Where is your cat? <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> Do you, you sit down and bond over, over fine tea and the understanding of the damage that could be caused by a falling bonsai or someone who just completely doesn't understand the art of deception. And, oh, so you've, and, so and you've heard of this beverage as well. And confusion. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, suddenly everyone knows about this tea. You're feeling a little cheated because neither Chio nor uh, Enzo went up to talk to everyone. So they must have known about this tea thing before they got on the ship. <laughs> kind of see the, the gears turning in his head. It's like, if you know what tea is now, you live near me. Other folks start filtering out of their rooms and moving back and forth and saying, uh, you can tell there are folks who are familiar with each other and folks who haven't met before this trip. Oh, she left the door open, by the okay. way. Okay, so. so so your people are waving and walking past. It's weird because these are competitors. You can tell. These are monks. These, these are people who are fighting in the tournament. And they're fairly calm and peaceful about it and good with one another, if not entirely comfortable. And you folks have just come from pure conflict. But here you are. Sharing tea, and you know, one of you discovering it for the first time, along with bonsai and failure. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's like a faint mist around the floor of her room, just from her. Yeah, you. It's because you know, folks walk past, wave, get past the doorway, come back, look in. There's foggy. There's a little garden path. Yeah. There's a tree over there. There's there is not enough room for all of this in here. There just isn't. Because the, 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 the trunks and everything, and somehow it fits perfectly 
There's three people having a comfortable, uh, comfortable little sit down over some tea, you know, regarding the bonsai on the desk and you know, casually brushing the, the sand in the Zen garden. And it's, what the hell? It's, it's like your, your stateroom is suddenly Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted for this character. I'm Mary Poppins, yo. <laughs> she has a parasol. She's so ready. I mean, I have slow fall. I, I, I've been waiting for the opportunity at some point in this campaign. So a, uh, a human, you think, woman, uh, stops by the door. Mm. We're, we're going to go look at the outside. It's safe now, um, if you're interested. It's really kind of, pretty, kind of pretty. I finish rolling the sushi that we were all making together. I cut it very precisely. Keep maintaining eye contact with her the entire time I'm doing this. Okay. I played it, and I offer her a piece. Um... Thank you. She, she reaches behind herself and pulls a pair of chopsticks out of the uh, back of her leather armor, which is ah. a little out of place, and very properly eats the piece of sushi. I see you are one culture as well. You eat it raw. Oh, I understand. This is like our test of bravery and valor and cast iron stomachery, where we have to eat an entire raw pig. I accept your challenge. You must use the chopsticks, and I go... It's important to understand the cultures of those that you encounter, for good or for ill. She smiles and she, thank you, bows and moves off. So I take them and... No, one hand. So you... Mimic me. See what I do and do it. This seems insane, but I will do it. I'm going to need a dex save at disadvantage (laughs) for for brawn. Alright. Uh, eleven. I keep getting 11. You eat with chopsticks. The last couple of inches, it kind of twists and flings into your mouth, <laughs> as opposed to being placed there. <laughs> Did you know a thing called a fork exists? Yes. And yet, okay. Tradition is I'm important. not judging. I'm not judging. And I do not judge you for your clumsy two-year-old-esque grip. Give me a deception check. That is a natural 19. <laughs> Again, this dice loves me. So that was deception. That's a 21. So you believe that uh, Chio does not judge you. Oh, I appreciate it, friend. Please do not touch. You you do not do backpats. They are unnecessary. Unnecessary? I need to go outside. So, so Enzo, good with sushi and chopsticks or... <laughs> Yeah, he shouldn't have any problems, but I could certainly do the deck save if you want. <laughs> not, not that worried. Your, 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 your training probably involved very similar disciplines. I had to be able to catch a fly with these. Indeed, I trained as, with that as a child. So you enjoy your sushi. All of us have had the luxury of chaining since childhood. Oh no, that was just. I received a very different education. I did not join the monastery until I was. Well, about three years ago. Yes, I actually did not join a monastery until recently. He stares off into the distance, just a faint breeze, you know, that brought <laughs> Life can be difficult when you are young and different from those around you. You could say that, yes. I feel as though you might understand me and I you. Yes, the, uh, I come from an order called the Voiceless, and I believe that our understanding of each other is unspoken. It can be spoken, though. <laughs> Eat another piece. <laughs> Are you attempting to verbally spar with me, madame? I would not dream it. 
Give me a deception check. <laughs> but our friend with the unending words might. That is a f- uh, 15 total. That was one of the smoothest ways you've heard that, Enzo. It was really well done. Came across just about picture perfect. Wasn't as good as I will. I don't judge you to uh, <laughs> to, to Braun, but but there's there is something healing in having this conversation with Chio after after Braun. <laughs> Just another single tear. This one isn't quite as dramatic, but it's just another tear. I like to think that after their talk about catching flies with chopsticks, I'm down the hall tr- desperately trying to swat one with my hands and failing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there's, there's up the steps back to the deck where, where most of the folks are filtering out to, but there's also the door at the end of the hallway with the sliding shield over the, 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 the peeping port. So whichever you'd like to do. Oh, I've gone to my suit to be friend. Okay. There are 10 or 11 voices in there. Uh, it's not making a lot of sense. But you can hear that plainly through the door. Hello in there! Uh, the voices get louder and make less sense. Huh. From this side, you can open up the port to look in if you so choose. Um, Hello! It is a stateroom occupied by a gibbering mouther. It, it is a, a mass of mouths, eyes, and ears, occasionally a finger. It's often some other part of the body which is rapidly extruded and subsumed, constantly moving and shifting. It doesn't look comfortable. Not all the things I've discovered today have been wonderful. I'm going to go outside. Thanks <laughs> to the sky was pretty. I need that right now. And now, a word from our sponsor. Enzo, you're absolutely covered in ashes. Oh no! My ritual practices have ground ash into my ceremonial robes. That will never come out. Those robes are ruined. Not my master's robes. What will I do? Don't worry, Enzo. Ash, soot, and grime all vanish when confronted with... Opera soap! Ha ha ha! But of course, opera soap. The rich history of my school is saved. Thank you, opera soap. Yes, opera soap. Buy a pound of opera soap, get a free cardboard box. Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com.